0: Welcome into to the Michael Wall Show. I'm excited. Today we got a great show. It's going to have a little fireside chat today, talking about the stages of influence of your life. This is probably one of the most key things, in my opinion, why we are having challenges as a society today. You're not going to want to miss a show. We're going to talk about it on the Michael Wall Show. All right, so let's jump in. The stages of influence... Um, you know, what does that mean? What does it look like? Well, it's really all about the idea of us taking the time to pay attention to who we should be influencing in our life right now. You taking the time to pay attention to who you should be influencing in your life right now. And that may not be like world shattering, like, hey, start a business or do this or, you know, business coaching, but really kind of weighing in and leaning in on someone else's life. This is so crucial And that's why I want to unpack it on the show today. But before we do really jump in, I want to take a minute and just uh, thank those that have sponsored the show. Obviously, the companies over at LeanOnTheWall.com, Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Lehman, all companies helping families with their wealth and business coaching, consulting, etc., that can be found on leanonthewall.com. And hey, guys, listen, I got. I don't know if you hear this in the background. You may not even hear it. I do a little bit. But our neighboring building actually has the fire alarm going off right now. Literally, we got the fire on screen, but their fire alarm is going off. And I'm like, ah, I can hear that. I don't know if it'll pick it up on the mic, but I can hear it. So I just want you to know that if uh, uh, if you do hear that, the police probably are not going to be coming in and raiding our show here while we're recording this. Uh, but it's just kind of crazy. All right, so what does that look like? You know, I love in, in James uh, chapter one, verse five, it says, Let the wise listen to Proverbs and become <clears throat> even wiser, and let those with understanding receive guidance. Um, I think one of the things, and you kind of seen this maybe before, have you ever seen a picture of, you know, you see parents that are really trying to fit in with their kids? And they're, they're in a place where they're dressing like you've seen maybe moms or even dads dressing like they're teenagers, right? Or dressing like they're in their late teens. And, 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 and younger kids look at them and they're like, what is wrong with, with these people? I mean, they're not cool. They don't fit in. I mean, what, what are they trying to do? And I think what happens sometimes is I understand their motive and what their thinking is, right? They want to be cool and they want to be kind of liked by their, their kids and connect, but I think it's missing the mark. I think what we have to understand is the stages of influence pass us by. That's an important thing to understand. Not only do the stages of influences pass you by, but they change. The changes stages of influence change. What do I mean by that? Well, <clears throat> you know, a couple of the folks that we work with that actually work with our with our firm, partners of our, our team here on the show and some other things, well, they're in their 20s, right? I'm not in my 20s. I'm in my 40s. I'm in my early 40s. And the people that I'm able to influence versus the people that they're able to influence are a little bit different. And when I say influence, I mean the conversations that they can have with those folks of certain age that maybe I have with the same age. And uh, those kids, as an example, a 15, 16 year old kid may look at somebody in their early 20s as though, hey, they're cool. Right, So that early 20-year-old, just because of their age and just because of where they are in life, the stage that they are in life, they have the ability to influence somebody that's in their maybe you know, early to mid-teens in a way that I may not be able to have the ability to influence them. Now, that doesn't mean the information that I have to share is wrong. It just means that they're in that stage to influence them. Now, as a 30-year-old, a 30-year-old might be in a place where they have the ability to influence somebody that's in their late teens or early 20s, right? They've kind of been there, done that, and and so on and so forth. As me and a 40-year-old, I might be in a place where I might be able to, you know, influence somebody that's maybe a mature <laughs> early 20-year-old or even early 30s. I, I said mature because there's some early 20-year-olds that are not mature, and they're looking at people that are older, and they're like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I got it all figured out. Maybe you have kids like that. Maybe you are like that from time to time. I don't know. But it's really important to say, okay, I don't know everything. I need to listen to someone who's been there, done that before. And then so goes the scale to the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. I think one of the things that we've missed as a society is the idea of intentionally passing down wisdom. Intentionally passing down wisdom is a huge thing. And unfortunately, a lot of parents and a lot of people in our culture have just chased their own, we'll call it, American dream. Now, if you're listening to this in another country, I know we have many listeners in other countries in the world. If you're listening to this in another country, you're you're in a situation where you might be chasing your dream wherever you are, and that's fine. But they've forgotten the idea of intentionally passing down wisdom to the generation behind them. What are some of the things that you've learned along the way to pass down to the generations behind them? I remember, uh, you know, as I was reading some scripture uh, in the Old Testament where God had instructed, he would instruct the Israelites to leave certain memorials on purpose, with purpose, for the generation coming behind them. And he, he asked them to do that, so that, that way the generation coming behind would be able to look at these memorials and say, wait a minute, I think I might want to do it this way, but actually they did it this way and it was more successful or it was successful. One of the curses I think that we have on our culture today is technology. I think it's a huge curse. The reason it is, it's a great benefit in a lot of ways too, But the reason it can be a huge curse is because now the younger generation is very uh, fluent with a lot of technology, right? I remember I I was somewhere, and I heard um, uh, over the loudspeaker, uh, they were kind of preparing everybody to go into a next phase of something. We were at an event, and they're like, hey, you need to download this app on your phone, and you need to click this, click this, click this. And if you don't know how to do it, find a teenager. (laughs) It was kind of a joke, but it really is true, right? And I think one of the curses to that is these younger kids, teenagers, even younger than that, early 20s even, you know, are very, very good at utilizing technology because they've just grown up with it. And the older generation maybe is not as good at using technology. That causes a wedge in our society. Because the younger generation can say, you know what, hey, these people are older, they don't know what they're talking about, they can't even work their phone. <laughs> I mean, why would I take life advice from them? It's different today than it was before. But what we know is there's nothing new under the sun. The same challenges and pitfalls that I struggle with, that you can struggle with, that your parents struggle with, that the next generation struggle with, they're all the same. We're still humans, right? We're flesh, we're blood, we're flawed. Pitfalls are the same. Now, the way they show up, might be different, but the pitfalls are the same. And I think a lot of these challenges that we face as a society, kids or young adults that are disrespectful to elderly people, Um, Things that we face along the way, right? As far as how do we continue to build and grow on what we've learned in the past? How do we get better as a culture? How do we love people more? How do we encourage people more? How do we add more value to other people? I think a lot of these pitfalls of not understanding really how to do that, learning from our past mistakes happens because we don't really understand the stages of influence that we're in. And it's really owning that stage, You know, I realize that in in my 40s, I'm in a situation that probably there's a certain stage of life that I may not necessarily be able to influence well. Now, I might be able to influence them, but I may not be able to influence them as well as someone else in a different stage or age of their life. The other thing that we need to understand is, is it is necessary to have and to achieve a certain level of life experience and certain level of success to some degree and have a level of consistency in your life before you can really encourage others. Now, that doesn't mean that if you've just messed up all of these years and you've made mistakes along the way that you can add no value to other people. You certainly can. One of the pieces of value that you can add to those coming behind you are basically your mistakes. Hey, listen, here's some pitfalls. Here's where I messed up. I was having a conversation with, um, uh, again, one of, the, one of the folks that worked for us, and she helps out with the show, and we were talking about a variety of different things, and we were talking about the idea of collecting keys along the way in life. And I look at relationships and connecting with people and interacting with people as the idea of collecting keys. They're, in other words, when you come on, come into contact with somebody that's brand new, you just meet them, it's just like entering a door. If you've ever walked up to a door and you turn the knob and you realize that I can't open this door and you reach in your pocket you don't have the key, you can't get in. I remember staying at a hotel one time And, you know, now you have the key on your phone. You can download it if you do a Marriott or wherever you do. But most of the time, you can download it on your phone. But in the old school, you would get a physical key. And then as time moved along, you get like a credit card-style key. But have you ever gone and checked into a hotel and you walk all the way to your room, go to the elevator, you walk down the hall, you get to your room, and you use that card on that room, and you and you try and open the knob, and you're like, oh, my goodness. This stupid door won't open. You do it again. This door won't open. You're like, what the heck is going on? I just walked all the way up here. We got our luggage. We got everything. We can't get in the door. What do you got to do? Well, you get all the way back down to the lobby. Hopefully, you don't have to wait in a long line, right? And you got to have them recharge your key because they didn't charge it right the first time or something technologically happened. Who knows? The bottom line, it didn't work. They got to recharge your key. Now you got to go all the way back up. In other words, you were standing there with information. You had part of the battle. You had the key. You had the card, but it wasn't charged with the right technology to open the door that you want to walk through. And so in life, we're in a place where we are collecting keys along the way. We're collecting information. Every time you interact with someone, you are collecting more information of how to unlock a certain personality. Now, this is certainly a sales tactic, but it's also a life tactic, right? Because as we interact with people, wouldn't it make sense, wouldn't it be great if we could get better at learning how to connect more thoroughly, efficiently, and effectively with different personalities? If you've lived life a certain amount of time, you know that there's different personalities And what happens is, as we interact with these people, instead of just writing them off as though they're stupid, or they didn't listen, wanted to listen to what I had to say, or whatever it may be, we say, okay, wait, time out. What am I learning from connecting with this person that I can use later to connect with another person like this? Now, this is all important when we look at the stages of influence of life, because now we can take this information that we've received all of these different keys that we've received and kind of put them on our key belt, if you will, or in our pocket or whatever that is. And we've learned these techniques to say, okay, just saying what I want to say isn't necessarily going to be the best way to communicate what I want to communicate. What I first need to do is I need to listen and I need to understand what type of personality this person has. And then I need to go back mentally and say, okay, I got to pull out this key so I can better connect with that personality And now I'm in a place where I'm going down the lane or the road of really uh, creating a better influence for this person. Now, I, I wanted to take some time on this show and really share this because I know that there's probably three or four people in your life right now, maybe five, maybe 10, but for sure there's one or two, that you are in a situation where you can influence them, you can encourage them. God has placed them into your life. They might be there, and you may not even recognize it right now. They may be there, and you say, okay, I I, I see them every day, but wait a minute, I didn't really think about the fact that maybe God's brought them into my life because it's my responsibility to give back to them and influence and encourage them. Did you ever think about that? I can guarantee you there are people in your life right now that God has brought into your path for you to influence and encourage. Now, oftentimes we can think about, well, yeah, well, what can I do to, you know, uh, how can I do this? How can I do this to make more money or make more money or make more money? I can tell you, if you will allow that to leave your mind and say, okay, what can I add? What value can I add to someone coming behind me with zero monetary gain in mind? And when you start to live life like that, you will literally be honoring the stage of influence that you're in, and you will be helping to lay the foundation for the next generation, which is how we as a country, as a world, get to the place where we come back to the place of respect, honor, encouragement, uplifting one another, and really building the kind of world that we all honestly want to live in. Well, I hope this fireside chat's been good for you. We wanted to just take a minute, change it up a little bit on the Michael Wall Show and talk to you about the stages of influence. Listen, if you haven't yet, take a minute and follow us. We set up some new Instagram accounts. We're going to be launching some things there so that way you can know what's coming. It's it's new and grow. We need you to join us there. Just head over to Instagram And it's at Michael Wall Show. So it's at Michael Wall, W-A-L-L, Michael Wall Show. Uh, You'll see that come up on the screen there as well. So you can tag us on Instagram. Love your feedback, comments, thoughts. There's going to be some new merch coming out. There's going to be some new things that we roll out, new ideas, new just encouraging points that we want to make sure that you catch there. But until next time, listen, have a wonderful day. And as I always encourage you to do, take a minute or two or three and share this show with a couple folks that need to hear it, because as we hear this, we can all move down the path of living on purpose so we can live with purpose. Have a blessed one. We'll talk to you next show.